Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Graceful Growth Podcast. I am your host, Brianna Bana, and today's episode is called Making Room for Each Stage of You. Um, so we're going to chat about that. Um, I wanted to say first and foremost, thank you for coming back. And thank you for those of you who participated in my poll on Instagram. Um if you are not following me on Instagram, please do so. Um, it is Graceful Growth Podcast on Instagram. Not too much happening over there, but appreciative of those of you who took place in the poll. And I asked you guys if you've ever heard of a 168. And so I won't jump the gun quite yet and tell you what that is. I'm going to introduce you guys with a little intro today of kind of some personal updates, if you will, um, and kind of what led me to do this episode on this particular day. Um, and again, if I haven't said it already, thank you for coming back. I really appreciate it. Um, so anyway, I have paused my episode of Sex in the City. Um, my friends discovered that I have never watched an episode and they were in shock. Apparently it is paramount to womanhood and I've not seen it. Um, don't know why I haven't seen it because it's great and I like it and don't spoil anything for me because I want to get the full, you know, the full story. I'm just kidding. I already know a couple of things like Mr. Big is trash already. But anyway, I won't I won't dive into that. Um, I am feeling really, really good about life right now. I am very happy with the company that I'm keeping. Um, for the first time in a while, I'm not um, like so headstrong about being the best at my company. And obviously, I still work my nine to five job, so I'm not going to get too crazy about um, talking about that here, but I definitely have always like strived to go above and beyond. Um, and quite frankly, not, not great for my mental health. Like, um, <laughs> and it's also not necessary. I'm getting paid the same amount and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I don't do my job because I do my job. I definitely do my job, but as, as far as the extra that nobody asked for, yeah, we don't, we don't need to be doing that. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, today I wanted to talk about just kind of like my shift, you know, and how that kind of correlates to the topic of the day. And hopefully I say something that kind of resonates with anyone who needed to hear it. Um, just about welcoming new energy in your life and kind of analyzing when it's time to make adjustments when things that maybe served you, um, are no longer serving you. Um, this may seem like a tangent, <laughs> but it's not. And I'm going to bring it full circle for you. I actually learn so much about human like personal growth from taking care of plants. Um, I, I find that when you are kind of learning, you know, how to take care of your plants and everything like that, you start figuring out things that you can like metaphorically transfer into your own life. Um, for example, two summers ago, um, I obviously we were in COVID times pandemic deep into the pandemic and 
I had a memory while I was chatting with my mom about the number of plants that we used to keep in the house when I was younger. And so I started asking her questions about, you know, like which plants should I get? Like, I don't want to get too many that like require a lot for me to take care of because I don't want to kill them off because I don't know what I'm doing yet. Like, what are some easy plants or whatever? So she tells me and I just start kind of accumulating plants and that kind of became a little hobby of mine for the time being. Um had some beautiful plants. I actually still have the one, the very one that I'm talking about right now, I'm looking at in my office, um, but beautiful plants. And I realized like, oh, leaves, 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 leaves. Like every single week it was like, I was getting new leaves and it was such an accomplishment. And then I noticed I wasn't getting new leaves anymore and the plant wasn't dying. You know, the plant was not dying, but it wasn't continuing to grow. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And I start asking my mom questions and she's like, you know, giving me the little rundown, trying to diagnose my problem. Like, is the soil too wet? Is, you know, are any leaves turning yellow? Like, where is it positioned in the sun? Like, what window do you have it in? All this stuff. And it turns out, you know, it needed a bigger pot. Um, the roots were starting to kind of curve around in the soil itself. And you can, you, once I lifted it up, it was like, oh, obviously this needs a new pot. <laughs> Not that I could see it, but it was like, obviously this, this needed a new pot. And, um, I had like a little epiphany there. I was like, you know, this plant needs a bigger pot because it's outgrown its space. But that doesn't mean that the the you know the planter that it was in before is no longer like good it's just not good for this particular plant at this time you know it is no longer serving the purpose and it's time for this plant to make an adjustment i'm obviously the plant's mother so i had to make the adjustment but you know and it made me just think you know your old environments like it doesn't mean that they're bad if they're no longer serving you and i think that we kind of you know we take in like too many things and try to place them in this good or bad. And like, just because something isn't good doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. Like, I feel like if you have made it to 15, you know, you inherently know that not everything has to be black and white. There's so much gray area in life. But anyway, that was a very long, cold intro, um, but I wanted to chat about that. And that was totally off script. I'm just kidding. I don't have a script. I just have bullet points. But um, anyway, so I wanted to talk about how you spend your time. And I've had to kind of adjust my thinking on this quite a bit over the years. Um, I used to use this as like a productivity metric when I was gung-ho about being productive. Like every single moment of the day needs to be spending, like I need to be spending time doing something super productive and like, yeah, no time for rest when you do that. Um, so anyway, 168, introduce, introduction to 168. Um, 168 is for the number 168, which is the number of hours that we have in one week. Um, you could do like a daily calculation of this to try to figure it out, but it is a little bit more, I would say, accurate for you to try to do a description of your week. It gives you like a more accurate picture of how you're spending time. Um, so... 
168 hours in the week after you do your 168 and I'm going to describe to you kind of how I did mine and I'll uh, I will be completely transparent in what mine actually looks like it kind of gives you a picture of how you actually are spending your time and how you prioritize things um in your life and I think it gives kind of like a hmm where can I make adjustments here if adjustments need to be made at all so anyway without further ado I will tell you guys what my 168 is so just to tell you guys kind of how I calculated this and I don't think there's really like a wrong or right way to do this for simplicity I did this of my working day which obviously on a Saturday or Sunday this is not accurate um, but I just did it this way anyway just to kind of get like a frame of ideas so that you guys kind of understand you know what it is that we're looking at and um, so anyway I started with the number 24 for the day and then started just subtracting you know how much time I spend doing various tasks of the day and so I'll just go through and explain like how I did it so eight hours sleeping I typically do get eight hours of sleep sometimes it's more like seven and a half but for the most part I, I rounded up for all whole numbers here too I didn't want to get in the nitty-gritty like I did my timesheet or anything like that where I was using half hours or like quarters or anything like that so everything is rounded up to the nearest hour and so I did group in some tasks that kind of are related to each other in order to kind of meet that like whole number um, for the hour but anyway eight hours sleeping I typically spend eight hours sleeping then I spend eight hours working that puts me down to eight hours of the day so <laughs> without working without sleeping and obviously this is not taking into account multitasking <laughs> but um you know eight hours a day spent sleeping eight hours working so uh, I spend about one hour working out various days of the week um, I'm trying to get in like a five day work week these are uh, working out week this week um that's been okay but anyway um I spend I would say about one hour driving and that's that's for the entire day it takes me about 15 minutes to get to the gym you know then 15 minutes to get home about 15 minutes to get to the grocery store if I need to go um but obviously 15 minutes back home I may run an errand to my mom's house or something that's about 15 minutes you know just various things of the day I kind of rounded that up to an hour again I work from home so I actually don't need to leave the house really for anything outside of like actually you know going outside to see the sun uh, but anyway so I spend about an hour driving total I would say um, then I say I spend about an hour eating no I do not actually spend an hour like putting food on a fork and putting it in my mouth and you know chewing digesting all of that that is not what I spent an hour on. What I lumped in here together was preparing the food, um, actually like cutting the food and things like that and kind of like clean up afterwards. I would say I spent about an hour doing that a day. I also cook um, really for the household because I cook in bulk. So that kind of encompasses like taking care of me and my partner as well as the dog. Um, I spend about an hour reading. Um, this was me being really modest. I actually probably spend a little bit more than an hour reading, like sometimes up to two hours. Um, I said one hour for self-maintenance, and this is another task that I kind of lumped in together um, without, you know, taking into account, like, what that actually means. Like, sometimes I, I polish my nails. Sometimes I, you know, I'm doing a face mask. Sometimes, you know... That could be me washing my face, taking a shower, all all that jazz. I spend about an hour doing self-maintenance. And then 
Um, I'm left now, if you have been calculating with me, I'm left now with about three hours, which I call like other, if you will. And that is spent, I would say one hour socializing, whether that be like, you know, talking on the phone or like actually out with friends or something like that. Um, or with my family, probably about an hour on social media, which I will say caveat that is completely inaccurate based on what I looked at on my phone. Um, in terms of the average hour of time that I spend on my phone that is completely inaccurate. But again, like I said, that does not take into consideration multitasking. And then about an hour like cleaning up or, or taking care of the dog or anything like that. And by taking care of the dog, I mean like playing with him. Um, but anyway, so that that's kind of like the breakdown of the day. And you can break this down like as much as you want to, because at the end of the day, you are going to be multiplying all of this by seven. Um, for the days of the week. So I spent about 56 hours sleeping, 56 hours working, which is not accurate because I barely spend 40 hours working. You did not hear that on this show. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Anyway, I spent about seven hours working out, seven hours driving, seven hours eating, seven hours reading, um, seven hours of self-maintenance, and then seven hours of socializing, seven hours social media, and seven hours cleaning. Obviously, this is a very, very simplified broken down version of what my 168 is, but it helped me kind of um, prioritize, like, what do I spend the top amount of time doing? And honestly, it is socializing, sleeping, and working. And for me, for me, that is a win right there for me and my personal goals right there for those to be my top three and for socializing to be at the top that is a win for me I in the past have not prioritized that at all my friends would be like where are you at girl I'm at the house not paying attention to you guys because I I got issues no not because I have issues I just didn't realize that people wanted me around as much. But anyway, so I say all that to say, you know, calculate your 168 and, you know, think to yourself, where can I make improvements on this if I want to make improvements? The last time I did this, I actually, you know, I calculated it all out and I realized how much time I was spending at home. And not because I wanted to be at home, but I just wasn't putting myself out there. I wasn't asking people to go places and like, you know, after a while, you tell people no so many times. It's not that they don't want you there, but it's just like, dang, she don't ever come. So why are we still asking her? And that's what the position I was finding myself in. Um, so kind of like, you know, reflect and say, you know, how can I make improvements? And do I need to adjust this? Um, and so for me, I did make an adjustment. I did make an adjustment because I, I realized that what was going on was not working for me based on how I felt. Um, and with that, I'm kind of a big girl now. We are going to take a short little break for some ads <laughs> because can't have a podcast without a few little ads and we will be right back. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay. I'm kind of feeling it a little bit. I don't know why I'm so nervous to record this one. I know it's because it's like some impeding vulnerability coming, but um, anyway, this is what this podcast is for. So here we go. When is it time to adjust? And I'm not just talking about in terms of 168. Like when is it time to adjust like what your priorities are? You know, how, how do you determine that? And first of all, you have to start by, I think the first step is honestly giving yourself room to make changes. 
Um, if you're anything like me, like change is cool, but it's not that cool. And I really don't like it. <laughs> like, I really don't like it. I'm very much a creature of habit. Um, I really like things to be in a certain place. Like I, I don't really like doing things that are not in a schedule. Like it needs to be on my calendar or I'm not, I'm probably not going cause it's just, it's too spontaneous. That is something that I'm working to kind of break. I'm definitely better than I have been, but you know, always room for improvement. Um, so, you know, giving yourself the, the grace to make changes, even if it's not that comfortable for you. Um, and that's, that's our first place to start. Second place, I think, you know, do your one, six, eight, see where you can make changes. What are you spending time on that you don't want to be spending time on or that, that are not making you happy? Um, and that, that all falls back into what your goals are. You know, you need to be aligning your time with your goals. And for a very long time, I associated those goals with like the success of being productive at work. And so I was aligning a lot of my goals to that until it wasn't cool anymore. Like it was like, no, this actually, this isn't, this isn't what I want anymore. Um, and so I'll dive into that, you know, just adjust what your goals are and kind of adjusting based on what your goals might be. And those, those don't always have to be like, a, okay, I need to make this amount of money and I need to have all these things and these possessions and these successes. So for example, for me, um, when I first started in my industry, I started at the bottom. I was not making that much money. Um, it was an entry level position, did not require for you to have a bachelor's degree, even though I did. Um, but that's what I could get. And I needed money like it like the loans were about to loan payments were about to start becoming due I needed to pay rent it was time so I got into the industry once I actually kind of figured out the ropes and everything and realized like oh, okay I can get to where I want to be here I just have to work um like I just have to work really hard and that is what I did and I kept working kept getting promotions kept getting raises kept going like just climbing the ladder and honestly super quick too because of how much effort I was putting into having that success. And then I got to a place that I was like, okay, this is it. This was like about as far as my goal was going to take me because this, like, I, I don't actually have a career aspiration after this. The, the, I've met, I've met the goal and I was miserable, <laughs> not because I didn't like the job, but because I didn't have, I didn't have anything like, to be working towards again. And so I kept trying to like move around in the company to be like, all right, this is where I'll like power through. But in all actuality, like I had to sit down and say like, girl, is this, is this what you want to be doing right now? Is it okay for you to just be satisfied at the job and not actually like, <laughs> not have to work hard for your next promotion like can you, you can you be still here for a minute and then I had to you know make an adjustment of like okay what are your goals right now because they're not career oriented and and you can have goals that are not career oriented like that's okay like telling myself like it is okay for you to not want to push through promotions right now you did that for five years straight like it is okay that was hard. <laughs> that was really hard because it was like my, my brain would not allow me 
to move from that line of thinking. Um, But just, you know, as you get older, you need to accept that it is okay to reprioritize what your goals are. And you should be reprioritizing your goals for each stage of you. And they're not marked necessarily by like a specific age, like, a, okay, when I turn 25, I'm going to do this. And when I become 30, I'm going to do this. It is about how you are feeling in that moment and like how that carries you. For example, I reached a goal way quicker than I thought it was. The goal needs to change then. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, you don't have to keep pushing that just because I I had in my head like, okay, you're going to do this until you're 30. And and that's what I was writing on. But it was like, this is aligned with what I want right now. (laughs) Even though this is what I set for myself five years ago, is that still, is that still best for me? I had to move into a new planner's pot. Like, because the planner spot I was in, it was it was cool and it did what it needed to do for the time that it was important, but now it isn't. Um, and, you know, sometimes those adjustments to your goals, they seem like they are hard because you're doing something uncomfortable and it's not because you're not supposed to be doing it. It's not uncomfortable because you're not supposed to be doing it. It's uncomfortable because it's not what you're used to. And sometimes you have to stop doing things that you're used to so that you can level up to the next thing that you're supposed to be doing. Um, for example, I I personally had a very rough time adjusting from being in school to then working. Um, most people probably did, but I thrived in a school environment, like go to class, organize, my notebooks were color coded, my pens were color coded. I like that was my thing. I was I was a professional student <laughs> and it was amazing. Um, and then, you know, I get into the corporate world. And I was like, this shit is rough. Like, <laughs> this is rough. Like, this is nothing like school. And not to say that it was harder or anything, but I was just like, damn, I really got to sit in front of this computer for eight hours of the day. Like that, that is what's being expected of me right now. Like <laughs> I can't socialize. I mean, I could socialize, but it was like, I have worked to like it, but you know, I ended up adjusting to that and then climbing the ladder that way, you know, and now I have to make a readjustment. You know, what, what is driving me now in my life um you know and it's okay to reprioritize and I know that I've said that already but I just really I'm, I'm really talking to myself right now because it, it definitely each time it has to happen I have an issue I like I have an issue with it because I'm just like uh you know why do I have to do this and why is it so hard but you know what is harder is actually like trying to fight through what's not meant for you anymore like literally like it it's <laughs> I think that's probably harder than making the adjustments like it's definitely harder than making the adjustments because it isn't it's it's just I don't even know how to vocalize this honestly like I think my last podcast episode was like a a good stream of thought but this one I think probably because this is something that I still struggle with because I still feel like I'm in a period of transition um you know if you know me IRL for example um I work from home and that I always wanted to work from home like even before that was like a ooh, remote work because pandemic I always wanted to work from home that was always the goal um that goal just came a lot faster because we were all forced to go home and then I just never came back out 
Um, and so making that adjustment of like, okay, what, and this is honestly probably why I made this episode now that I'm, I'm thinking about it and talking about it out loud to this microphone. What is my schedule? You know, when I was going into the office, it was easy. It was so easy because I had to be in a location for eight hours of the day. And, you know, once I actually got to work, it really didn't matter. I wasn't in the comfort of my own home where I could be distracted by the, all the other things that need to go on, um, in the home. Like I had to get up, I had to get in the car, I had to drive, I had to pack a lunch, you know, or decide what I was going to eat at the office. I had to do all these things and follow a very tight schedule. And I also had another job at that time. And so I had to, you know, prepare for that. Whereas now I'm, I'm not doing all of that. And so I've had to kind of create like, okay, what is my schedule for at home? And man, I did not realize how difficult it was going to be to make a schedule at home because honestly, the possibilities are limitless. Um, So actually, personally, for the last couple of weeks, I have been playing with a schedule um, of kind of like, okay, do I work out in the morning and then kind of power through the day? Um, or do I work out during my lunch break and kind of like rush to get back? Or do I work out in the afternoon when I get off at four or five where the gym is literally a zoo and I can't stand it and I hate it and it makes me not want to go? Um, you know, instead of beating myself about up about not wanting to go, I just decided, Hey, you're not going to the gym at that time, but you do need to go to the gym. So kind of adjusting my schedule in that way. And again, this is that, when is it time to reprioritize what you have going on? And you can't be so stuck in your ways that you don't allow room for yourself to grow. Like, And we almost think that we're doing ourselves like a favor. Like, no, you're going to push through this. Like, girl, why are you doing that? Why are you making yourself go through something that's clearly not working? And the thing about when something is not working for you, it continues to show you how badly it is not working for you. It's almost like you cannot escape how badly this is not working for you. So, yeah. Anyway, um, so that was just... A little word vomit, if you will. This one was not as organized, I have to say. I'm, you know, criticizing myself about this. And um, also a little um, confession. I do not listen to these after I record them. Uh, I probably should. Um, I don't. I'm too embarrassed. I just let people tell me about the episode after they listen. But I, I can't. I can't bring myself to listen. Maybe one of these days I will. Um, but I cannot bring myself to listen. But anyway. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you. If you made it all the way to the end of this episode, I appreciate you. Um, even through the weird, awkward pauses, I will try to do less of that, um, the next time that I record. Um, but hopefully, um, the next time that I record, I hope to have my first guest on. Um, I hope to pick the brains of someone else about this little graceful growth journey. Um, but anyway, Again, thank you for being here. Thank you for making it this far. Um, If you are not already, please, please, please follow me on Instagram at Graceful Growth Podcast. Everything's spelled exactly the way it is in the English Webster Dictionary. Um, But yeah, other than that, I will see y'all or hear y'all or you'll hear me. It's time for me to stop. Okay. It's, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) thank you for listening. And that was the Graceful Growth Podcast.